Hello and welcome to NetCast, where we are taking an in-depth approach to sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. I am your host, Mark Hatfield, and I hope that you are encouraged by these studies in the Word of God. We invite your feedback and would love to have you as a regular part of our listening audience. Please stay with us for today's message. Warning, the following material is intended for mature audiences. While this is a Bible study, the Song of Songs is written with references to sexual themes, intimate textual innuendos, and suggestive figurative language that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It is recommended that you approach this book from God with pure motives and pray that His will in preserving these song lyrics can be a blessing to you. It is advisable that if you have been enjoying this podcast with young ears present, that you refrain from doing so at this time. Wait until you are in a private setting to continue. Thank you for taking this word of caution into consideration as we begin today's episode. I want to thank you for visiting the Netcast podcast today for another episode of our Love Awakening series in a study of the Song of Songs. We're going to be looking at a message titled, Come Away With Me, from chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. We are roughly halfway through this most beautiful inspired song, and we have so much more to talk about. Before we cover the material for today, let us review the trivia question from the last episode. I wanted to know, in Song of Songs chapter 4 and verse 9, what two features in the beloved girl make his heart beat faster? We're going to read the entire context for the study today and then reveal the answer. In Song of Songs chapter 4, verses 8 through 12, we see the following plea. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. May you come with me from Lebanon. Journey down from the summit of Amana, from the summit of Sanir and Hermon, from the den of lions, from the mountains of leopards. You have made my heart beat faster, my sister, my bride. You have made my heart beat faster with a single glance of your eyes, with a single strand of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine, and the fragrance of your oils than all kinds of spices. Your lips, my bride, drip honey. Honey and milk are under your tongue, and the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. He tells her that all it takes is a glance of her beautiful eyes and to behold a single strand of her necklace to get his heart racing and his blood pumping. Every man and woman in love knows exactly what does it for them. It is up to us to figure it out for ourselves and then express how we feel. We will explore this idea further in today's message. Stay right here with me for the next few minutes. As we enter this part of our song, we find an invitation of the lover to take his girl away with him. We're not going to get caught up in the topography and geography in the text, as the girl is not in Lebanon any more than she was in the cleft of the rock in chapter 2 and verse 14. We want to ask a list of questions when we read this that surrounds her being in Lebanon, when we see the mention of the city in the text. Yet, we have seen this happen in many lyrics in the song, where the location of the couple is vague. The picture I get is that after he has made some lofty claims about her beauty, he is seeing her as an exalted one whom he feels would have to make a sacrifice to come along and be with him. All of the summits mentioned in the text, the Amana, the Sanir, the Hermon, 
coupled with the dens of lions and the mountains of leopards, paint a picture for us. Just as he tried to allure his beloved in the previous texts, so here he recognizes his blessing in having her as a bride-to-be and offers kind words and an invitation to cause her to come and be with him. It is as if she is a princess being guarded by lions and leopards in a palace on the highest peaks. He wants her to give up her lofty heights to be with him, a shepherd. As a side note, there is some wordplay in these verses that are linked to frankincense and myrrh. Lebanon is close to Labona for frankincense, while leopard, Nemerim, has the root for myrrh, more within its text. In essence, we behold the lover's feelings about her fragrant, ethereal beauty. While awaiting a response, the lover tells his beloved how he feels inside about her. The lover tells her that his heart rate rises in her presence. All she has to do is look at him. All he has to do is see the gems that she is wearing. The NIV says, you have stolen my heart. He is overwhelmed by her beauty, and it has an internal effect on him, making his blood pressure high. While he calls his beloved his bride in this verse for the first time, we must know that this is only fitting in this wedding cycle, and the consummation of their marriage is to follow shortly. We will notice the intimate language keys used that will lead us to the consummation of love in chapter 5 and verse 1. Look for the words Lebanon, sister, my bride, wine, milk, honey, fragrance, spices, etc. There seems to be an overload of their passion and the inevitability of sexual fulfillment in becoming one flesh. The love of this girl for her lover is so sweet that he says it is beautiful and better than wine or the fragrance of your oils or all kinds of spices. This love here means to boil over, which is leading us to the caresses and kisses they have long awaited. He describes her kisses in verse 11 and says that her lips drip honey and that the honey and milk are under her tongue. He also comments on how sweet-smelling her clothing is in mentioning its likeness to the fragrances of Lebanon. Do not forget that Lebanon is not to be viewed as a real city, but that this may refer to the wordplay for frankincense yet again. Also take note then that the lover has described her beauty, that is the things that he sees, the touch, that is what he feels, and the fragrance, that is what he smells. The mention of milk and honey brings thoughts of the promised land of God and what he would like to taste. These items are constant symbols of blessings. The kissing is seen as a promise to behold when they are alone to finally share their love. The garment in this passage is actually an undergarment and is also the word used for garments spread on the bed of a virgin. This last concept will tie into verse 12 in our next episode. As we wrap up our thoughts on today's episode, I realize that it was much shorter than you might be accustomed to, but please don't miss the importance of this text or what we're going to say now in the spiritual application section. I see this same reciprocating relationship between us and the Lord. When he shows his faithful love by coming down from heaven to die for an obstinate people, when they are still rebellious and unwilling to return the love, it compels us. Yet after the Lord accomplished the sacrificial death on the cross and then ascended back to his lofty place where he is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, he beckons us to come away with him. And we mentioned in our session how the blessings of milk and honey resemble the description of the promised land flowing with both of these gifts. The fact is that we are now being wooed to fix our eyes on Jesus and stay heavenward bound because he is deeply in love with us and wants to spend an eternity with us. We are told of our beauty in spite of our faults and failures, and he wants to redeem us and capture our souls for heaven. 
We are told to be a fragrant aroma unto the Lord, but this is accomplished through holy living and not showering ourselves with costly perfumes, lotions, and oils. We are to parade an array of righteousness through holy acts, which clothes us in white, and by prayer sends forth an irresistible cloud of incense before the dwelling place of God. The heart of our Lord was pierced for our transgressions, and he demonstrated by laying down his life the greatest love man has ever known. Our hearts should beat harder and faster within our chest, mentioned twice in this session, when we think of the Lord, sing songs of praise unto his name, and when we enter our room to pray. These are all moments when we draw near to our lover and Lord of our souls. While we need to make sure that we do not stretch the imagery too far, we also anticipate that there will be a full consummation of love in our eternal union with Christ. This is becoming one spirit with him forever, and it is mentioned by the Apostle Paul in contrast to someone giving their flesh to sexual acts with a prostitute. We are admonished in 1 Corinthians 6, 17-20, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. An old hymn by Henry Baraclow called Ivory Palaces speaks of this symbolism, verse 1, the refrain, and then verse 4. My Lord has garments so wondrous fine, and myrrh their textures fill. Its fragrance reached out to this heart of mine, with joy my being thrills. Out of the ivory palaces, into a world of woe, only his great eternal love made my Savior go. In garments glorious he will come to open wide the door, and I shall enter my heavenly home to dwell forevermore. Now let us conclude today's episode with our questions. Number one, many couples reminisce about the early stages of their relationship, and they can remember the heart racing and the butterflies in the stomach when even beholding one another. Why do you think this wanes over time or becomes a weaker sensation? Number two, is this healthy that the earlier passions are tempered over time? Why or why not? Number three, when you contemplate our relationship with the Lord and you consider how you first adored and loved him, has your spiritual devotion decreased? Do you still get those feels that you first did when you heard the story of the love of Jesus for you? Number four, what occurs that stifles this heartthrob relationship? Name some other ways in this text that we are told to woo and win our lover. And number five, are we putting in the effort to be pleasing in the presence of both our earthly mate physically and in coming before the Lord Jesus spiritually? This brings our episode to an end. Please join us next time for a study of the Song of Songs, chapter 4, verses 12 through 16, in a message titled, Garden of Spices. Thank you for listening. I hope you will consider taking advantage of the special offer that is connected with the Love Awakening series. If you partner with Netcast during our fourth season, I want to send you the complete textual outline of the Song of Songs, but I also want to include the supplemental PowerPoint to guide you in your study. If you want to become a partner or make a donation, you can send PayPal donations using netcasthost at gmail.com or visit patreon.com forward slash netcast to learn more about how you can get on board with this podcast. If you are not in a position to support this ministry effort financially, would you please consider doing one of the following? 
First, subscribe and continue to be a dedicated listener. Next, please share Netcast with your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe. Finally, consider leaving a review for the podcast so that your positive feedback could encourage others to listen. Take a few minutes after we sign off today to visit our website at netcasthost.com. Here you will find transcripts of the podcast on the blog. You can sign up for the free newsletter, become a member, and join Netcast absolutely free. This will give you access to hidden portions of the podcast host site, like our members forum, and so much more. Don't forget to check out our social media sites on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to like and follow the podcast as we use these sites to keep you current on what is happening at Netcast. All new episodes are announced on these media outlets. Before we sign off today, I want to ask you a trivia question for the next episode. In Song of Songs chapter 4, verse 15, in what ways is the beloved girl compared to refreshing waters? If you know the answer, please visit our trivia link on the website at netcasthost.com forward slash trivia. If you provide the correct answer, you could be featured on our next episode. God bless you richly in Jesus Christ, our Lord.